This episode is sponsored by Marvel Strike Force. If you're looking for a superhero-themed mobile game, look no further. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile squad RPG that allows you to battle with your favorite team of superheroes and supervillains in a fight to save the universe against threats like Doctor Doom and Apocalypse. Your goal is to power up your favorite characters to complete missions, unlock gear and other resources, and beat other players in PvP modes like Alliance War and Real-Time Arena. The game is currently celebrating its 6 year anniversary, and they're letting new users in on the celebration by providing free stuff, courtesy of our unique link in the show notes. The anniversary consists of weekly events and bonuses, and if you complete each event, you can receive special rewards and skins. Make sure to log in each day and each week to take advantage of all of the new characters that are being released specifically for this event. This will be Marvel Strike Force's most generous event to date, so don't miss out. We've received a unique promo code, so new users can follow our link in the description and use the promo code MAXPOOL. That's M-A-X-P-O-O-L. Thanks to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Film Daily. Today is Thursday, December 7th, 2023. On today's episode of the show, we're going to be talking about the Indiana Jones films. My name is Ben Pearson. I'm an editor at SlashFilm.com, and I'm joined on today's episode by Slash Film staff writer and box office analyst, Ryan Scott. Hey, everyone. How's it going? All right, Ryan. So it's Thursday, so we're going to sort of take people behind the scenes of how one of these Indiana Jones ranking articles that we uh, wrote on SlashFilm.com, how that came together. Um, in the lead up to Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny this summer, I did a rewatch of this franchise and I spoke with Brad and Chris about my reactions to the first four movies, but I don't know if you and I have ever really had like a big Indiana Jones conversation. So I thought it would be cool to do that now. Yeah, we talked a little bit when we were putting this list together, you and I will get into it, but you and I have a similar, uh, take on, on at least one movie in this franchise. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, yeah, we, we, uh. We have not had an extended conversation about this specific series here. Yeah, so you and I contributed entries to this list alongside Jeremy Mathai and uh, BJ Colangelo and Sandy Schaefer, and we each submitted an individual personal ranking, and then Jacob ended up running the numbers and sort of compiling the averages into what now serves as the site's overall ranking. So um, I want to talk about the movies in that order from worst to best. Uh, but then I want to know what your personal ranking is as well. But I guess before we get into any of that, what is your relationship to the Indiana Jones franchise, Ryan? Like, I, I know that you love Star Wars. I think Chris Evangelista has said that um, Indiana Jones 
sort of was his Star Wars. Obviously, Star Wars is your Star Wars. Yes, Star Wars is is my Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars is my Star Wars. There are like few people, like I know like Brian Young, who's done some work for us. There's people where Star Wars is like literally life to them. But like outside of those people, Star Wars is my Star Wars more than Star Wars is most people's Star Wars. But but, but, um, but, uh, aside from that, so I, I, I am... A, more than anything if you look at like my list of like my favorite movies of all time it's like meat and potatoes popcorn movies like that's what i love like i love blockbuster entertainment i value movies as entertainment more than art like i've always said that proudly um so like indiana jones is to me like when they're good um is the and is what spielberg does best it is that perfect like if there's a graph where art and entertainment meet, it is like Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, like that's, (laughs) that's, and I think that that's when blockbuster cinema is firing on all cylinders. That's like the best. Now I didn't like love Indiana Jones when I was a kid, as much as I loved like star Wars, but over the years, you know, my mom loved Indiana Jones because I think my mom loved Harrison Ford more than anyone has ever loved a person Mm -hmm, uh, that she's mm -hmm. never met. Um, uh, but, um, so, you know, I had the relationship stemming from like my mom's love of it. And then, you know, I always liked them. But then I think as I got older, th- these movies resonated with me more, like the more that I watched them, the more that I revisited them. And uh, I think that's m- remained true. I-, I got the 4K box set uh, leading up to Dial of Destiny and like watching Raiders in 4K, you're like, oh, yeah, that's a that's a perfect movie. All right. <laughs> you're like, you know, you're just like, there's no boy hard to you know it's like it's still to this day like hard to find anything wrong with it and so i think that's that's it for me it's it's one of those things that that it it doesn't it's not as connected to my dna as star wars is from like childhood but my love for it has grown exponentially as time has gone on Mm -hmm. did you ever dress up as indiana jones as a kid or like no i never did it as a kid although i've considered it in more recent years uh only because every halloween costume i do now it has to have the requirement of not shaving because i absolutely hate shaving i've had like one clean shave in like the last like 10 years uh so so like i literally so like I, i've always wanted to be like spider-man but i'm like but i'm not gonna i don't want to shave so, so it's like so indiana jones allows you to keep the shadow so i've considered it but i still haven't pulled the trigger on it there's got to be a uh, um, one of those Spider Men in the multiverse somewhere that has a beard, right? Like, I, I did it. A co- I did it a couple of years ago, but I just had the mask on most of the night, and mm. uh, I, I went as like essentially like a Ben Riley type. Um, nice, uh, but but anyway, the, uh, that is neither here nor there. But yeah, Excellent. so I've considered it. You, I feel like you could probably have you done it before because I feel like you could pull it off really well. I I have dressed as Indiana Jones before, like probably ten years ago at some sort of house party type of situation. I, I remember buying like a very cheap whip and uh, hat um, from probably from Amazon or something that was like ten dollars or whatever, and I still have that whip, and I occasionally will find it in my closet and pull it out and try to whip something, and then I'm like, well, I like I'm, the idea that like this is just a house party, it's not a Halloween party, and like everyone's just there like dressed like normal ass. <laughs> people at a party and you walk in like full on indiana jones and act like nothing is weird like that's a, what i that imagine perfect, um katie dippled uh thing where she dressed up as the Duke at a, a party <laughs> have you seen that picture before i do but, remember this yes yeah. yes anyway that's great stuff uh okay so indiana jones like when you're watching these movies ryan do you <clears> think about the behind the scenes stories from this franchise because they've become such a they hold such a place in the pop culture firmament, like Spielberg and Lucas on the beach in Hawaii, like come, you know, cooking up this whole thing. Like, and, and there's just so much um, lore and like 
it almost seems like the the mythology, the mythos of the creation of Indiana Jones is um, is like enough to uh, fuel a movie unto itself or something. So I was just curious if you're able to sort of separate the sort of, um, I don't know, the Hollywood legend of it all while you're watching or if that is like also running on a parallel track in the background when you watch no it. it's easy for me like these movies largely exist as movies I, I i don't dive as deep into these as i do with like star wars and stuff and i'm and i'm really good at suspending disbelief like like that i think that's one of the things that helps me so much as like a movie watcher is that like i'm a very surface level watcher i've said that on the show a few times like people that want me to do like deep analysis of things like sometimes you'll have people be like what are your thoughts on this movie i'm like i liked it and they're like and then they say something smart. I'm like, that's cool. Like, that's just not how I watch movies. So for mm. me, like I, but so I think for me, the only, the one thing I will say that, that when you talk about the stories, if people don't know, I'm sure you do. Spielberg really wanted to make a James Bond movie. This was kind of his answer to fine. Hollywood won't let me make James Bond. And James Bond is right up there as far as those things that I love and cherish. As mm-hmm. I sit here staring at my Skyfall film cells frame next to my desk. Like, you know, so like, so it, so for me, I look at like, this is Spielberg's answer to that. It's nothing like James Bond, but it is like he Spielberg, with the help of Lucas, is capable of birthing another cinematic icon, you know, which is very few filmmakers are capable of doing. Like when you say, OK, fine, you won't let me touch this thing. I'll go make my own thing. How often does that work out? Yeah. You know, this is one of the situations where it worked out, which is pretty wild. Yeah, definitely. So how do you think the Indiana Jones movies compare to other action franchises? I mean, it kind of, in in my mind, it kind of like stands alone. But when you think about the breadth of this franchise and how how long it's been running and like, this actually does have like a a decent number of entries now. And so I feel like it's it's fair to try to, you know, put them up against or put this franchise up against other action films and just sort of like, um, think about them in that context. So how do you, how do you think about the indie movies uh, when it comes to like, you know, the John Wicks or the Mission Impossibles or the Bournes or whatever, you know, whatever franchise may be? It does kind of stand alone. And I think to your point, like, I think the thing that Spielberg captured with the indie movies, I guess, particularly the original trilogy and, and, I, and for my money, Dial of Destiny, which we can get into, but like, but it's that action adventure thing. It's like this very old school and it, and it really suits like the movies take place in like the thirties and forties. And like, it suits the vibe of that time, like the action adventure serials that would have been on at that time. And so I think you capture that vibe married to like a very believable, sellable modern or at least modern at the time action movie. So I don't think like it doesn't go as hard as John Wick. It's not as straight up actiony as John Wick, but it's also not as like, you know, just straight up like middle of the road adventure, like it romancing the stone or something like it, mm-hmm. it really does kind of marry those two things better than I I just don't know. Like I, I picture that, that John Williams, Indiana Jones theme. And like, I can't think of anything else that gives me that specific feeling. Yeah, I, I don't know how you feel about it, but like that's to me like where I just parse that action adventure thing that people talk about 
the, this is the the high watermark for me in that area. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I agree that that this is exactly what you know what I picture in my mind when I think of like an ideal action adventure franchise. Um, even though there have been some ups and downs as the uh, as the series has gone on. So um, let's talk about that. Let's start the ranking. We'll take a break here in a minute. But before we do, let's kick off. Let's let's talk about the worst movie, the worst Indiana Jones movie on our group list, which is Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Where do you stand on this all these years later? Uh, I, I, I have, will fully admit I've only ever watched this movie all the way through once in theaters opening weekend. Don't like it. It's not, it's not a good movie. Like I don't, you know, like it, it, it's probably due for a revisit. I've had it sitting in that 4k box set and I just can't bring myself to pop it in. I know this movie's got, has developed some fans in more recent years. Like people have kind of come around to it in some ways, but um, yeah, I just, I, 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 uh, very unsexily stand where most people stand with this movie where I don't think it's very good save for, I think like Kate Blanchett as like that villain is very well cast and there's elements of it that I like, but mm-hmm. for the most part, just no, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know if you feel any different about it. I don't remember where you ranked it, but I, I, again, I don't have anything interesting to say about this movie, like compared to what, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I wish I did. Um, And I I think I came around to it a little bit more on my most recent rewatch. And in fact, it's not my worst Indiana Jones movie if I had to rank them myself, um, which was a surprise even to me heading into that experiment. Uh, I I personally think Temple Doom is is a worse Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, we Um, can talk about that in a second because I think you and I were the closest on Temple of Doom. (laughs) Yeah. Because Um, I I, I was shocked when I rewatched, not to get ahead of it, but I revisited Temple of Doom ahead of Dial of Destiny. And I was shocked at how much I was like, I don't really like this very much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But anyway. Okay, yeah, let's take a break and then we'll come back and uh, talk about the rest of the list. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Okay, so we were talking about Temple of Doom. Um, Ryan, when I watched it, I just kind of found it to be a sloppy movie, and Steven Spielberg in my mind, does not make sloppy movies. Um, There's just something about, you know, his blocking is legendary, the way that he positions the camera and, uh, you know, creates these sort of, um, these images that become part of the iconography of, of, you know, pop culture. Like that, that is what Steven Spielberg does. It's what he's great at. And Temple of Doom has some moments. It has like uh, scenes that I think people will go to bat for, but overall it just kind of feels like, much more strung together than a lot of, than even Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which has like a terrible reputation. So um, I don't know. What what do you think about Temple of Doom these days? Yeah. Again, I I wouldn't put it like there's something about Crystal Skull that just seems so crushing and not befitting the character. And after waiting all those years or Temple of Doom is like, it more suffers like suffers like standard sequelitis to me. Where like it's that first sequel that is sort of required by the commercial success of the first thing. I think Harrison Ford is better in Temple of Doom than he is in like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, so that carries it. Short Round has a charm to him, but for me, like and and again, the scenes that are good in in Temple of Doom and the stuff that works in Temple of Doom works well. So I think like whereas Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I struggle to sort of like find stuff that that works for me. But I will say the thing like. And, and I'm not, and I don't, I don't really like beat, but Kate Capshaw's Willie Scott is such a yeah. 
I don't want to talk, but man, that character drove me up the wall, like in a mm-hmm. way that I just didn't remember. And I was like, I, I just couldn't handle it. Like there were points where I was like, so that to me is the, the killer in Temple of Doom is that character for me. And yeah. the thing is you have people that, you know, so I was curious to revisit this because you have people that love this movie. Like there are people like this, there are people that will <clears throat> hardcore go to bat for this is the best indie movie. And I just can't get my head around that idea. And I'm glad you and I are closer on that or this would maybe be a less fun conversation. (laughs) Yeah, like uh, Eric Vespi, who writes for Slash Film, um, I think Temple of Doom is his favorite uh, of the films. Yeah, I was going to bring up Eric because he he adores, I've never talked to him much about it, but he adores Temple of Doom. Yeah, Um, I'm not really like throwing him under the bus or anything because he is like very proud of his love for this movie. Um, Like I I knew that he loved this movie even before he started working with Slash Film. That's how like, you know, vocal he's been about it. But I think a lot of people think of like the, the, um, Willie Scott, uh, I think that's her, her character's name, the Kate Capshaw character. I think of, I think people think of that relationship, her relationship with Harrison Ford's um, indie in this movie as like something out of a screwball comedy from the thirties or whatever. And it just does not feel that way to me because the character is so grating. And, you know, I've talked about that a bunch in the past, so we don't have to like uh, kick a dead horse or whatever, but, um, but yeah, anyway, I, I just like, I, I understand why people, uh, you know, relate to that or, or I can, I can kind of see why, um, why people would be attracted to that as a component that works within this movie. I just, it, it did not work for me like on a personal level. So. Yeah. Like, and, and that romance between like Harrison for or between Indy and Marion, like in, in Raiders where that like sort of push and pull, like, I hate you, you hate me. No, but wait, we love each other. Like that actually works super well in that movie. Yeah. And I think in, in, for me in temple of doom, like, they kind of sort of try to do the same thing with Indy and Willie and it just doesn't work. Like to me, I just don't buy it for a second. And and so I don't know. I think that's another, but again, I would like, I'll watch temple of Dune again. I don't, I don't know that I'm, I might revisit crystal skull once just to say I did it. I don't see me really watching that movie again. And I think for me, like that's the biggest thing, right? Like I look at rewatchability and cause that's something I love to do. And I look at of these five movies, what one am I not going to visit again? And that's Mm -hmm. crystal skull. The other ones, Absolutely. You know, so. Okay. Well, that answers my question about uh, our number three pick, the, the site's number three pick, which is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And I was going to ask, like, where you stand on that. And it sounds like, you know, it certainly uh, meets the bar in terms of rewatchability for you. But um, did we talk about this movie when or earlier this year? I don't remember where you sort of shook out on I don't think I don't think you and I talked about this at all. And, and I think... I don't know where everyone put this on their list. This was my number three, but it's probably a higher number three than like not it's not like coming in at number three by default for me right like i i genuinely i was so skeptical not having spielberg and you know and i try not to let this stuff get it but like for me as someone who has to look at the business side of stuff a lot like i was like man that budget you know like going into it it was hard not to think about that and but um you know I, i i the movie really took me away i i i think this is a far better send off for the character it feels like an indie movie. Yes, there's stuff that doesn't work perfectly that we could talk about, but like I felt that Indiana Jones feeling watching this movie and I and I enjoyed this movie way, way, way more than I thought that I was going to. So I really like I, I will go to bat for this movie hard and, and I suspect I'll be going to bat for it for a long time. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's my I don't know Same. where you're at. I'm curious where yeah, is okay, so you had a similar thing? Yeah, yeah. And I encourage people to go back and listen. We did like a big spoiler filled conversation, like breaking the whole movie down. So um, I don't want to like rehash that for people who've been listening to the podcast for a long time. But like, yeah, I I was shocked at at how much I enjoyed it. And I really think that I was kind of I was on board with like 
let's just say the the biggest of big swings that it took at the very end of the movie. Um, so well, and I know that has that's, it been long enough? Can of, we talk about that? Yeah, let's talk about it. Sure. Okay, because like, because like, okay, so so I think the thing is because one of the things people talk about with Crystal Skull all the time is like aliens that jumped the shark too much, and I'm like, look, Indiana Jones from the day one has been like pretty okay with jumping the shark. Like they literally <laughs> open, you know, like like you talk about the Ark of the Covenant and all this stuff. Like it, so, it's not. But aliens just seemed like an ill-fitting thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I think when you talk about Indiana Jones and his journey and his whole thing being uncovering relics of the past and then literally getting to go to the past. Yeah. Like, time travel is not out of the realm of things that this series has done. But if you're going to take a big swing, that one felt befitting the character to me. Yeah. And so, like, that was, like, where I sort of connected with that way more than I connected with the thing in Crystal Skull. And, and and like, yeah, it's wackadoo, but I felt like they actually did a pretty good job of sort of, like, trying to explain how that worked. And, like, and and more than other movies that are just, like, time travel. And I'm like, I, I don't know. So, for me, like, I, I super enjoyed that element of it. And it's like, and it, yeah, it's a giant. And my thing is, look, if you're going to, if you're going to do something, do it. Like, take a big swing. And I felt like that's a big swing. And maybe if it didn't connect all the way i respect the hell out of the craziness and that's okay yeah you and i are like 100 percent aligned on this because like yeah even if it doesn't quite work maybe as well as i would have liked you gotta just like step back and respect the swing and like just the the scope of what they do because like there's a lot of different ways to do time travel right there's there would have been or could have been a lot of different ways for that character to go back into the past, but to go back into the middle of a battle and have, you know, the, a plane be like viewed almost as a dragon in the sky. And like, you know, all of this chaos going on around there, like that, that could not have been easy to do. And I'm not necessarily just giving a movie points for effort because every movie, you know, requires some effort. And uh, there are plenty of movies that I will not give, <laughs> give those points to. Um, but I think you're right. I think like the thematics of the character just like makes sense. And it resonated uh, with me in a big way. So um, I, I, I appreciated it, even though some people may say it was a bridge too far, or a little bit too ridiculous or whatever. But um, I don't know. I guess that's like the the dividing line for you is like whether or not that movie works, I think, comes down to how you react to that moment. And for us, it, it worked. So, yeah, I just um, for me, like, I think like people that have that, I'm like, I don't know, they a guy gets his heart taken out of his chest in Temple of Doom and yeah. is like still alive. Like, I just don't know where you start parsing these things out. And like, for me, my my movie viewer brain, I guess, doesn't do it that way like so i don't know but but, like i don't i don't necessarily view time travel or that being any more or less realistic but Mm -hmm. but i I will just sorry just to punctuate love this movie and for people that maybe haven't seen it yet or resisted or because please i would highly encourage it's on disney plus now give it a run i think i think you might you know yeah i think you might enjoy it um so number two is indiana jones and the last crusade uh i did a big sort of um oral history about the ending of this movie i love this movie um my I think favorite thing you've written it's my favorite thing I, awesome. i've read a lot of it's my very favorite thing you've ever done cool thanks man uh so when i came up with my favorite movies for slash film when i first joined slash film back in 2017 i think it was um i put last crusade on my list and i did not put raiders on my list because at the time in my mind, Last Crusade was like a more enjoyable experience for me. I, I've always loved it. Um, I've probably seen it more than Raiders. Uh, I just love the Sean Connery, um, uh, Harrison Ford dynamic and the father-son thing. And it just it, it dovetails so well with what Spielberg seems to be interested in as a director, that father-son um, concept that he returns to constantly throughout his filmography. And then when I rewatched it, 
Uh, it's not that I don't love it still, but um, when I rewatched all of these movies sort of um, close together instead of just like sporadically one at a time over years or whatever, uh, it it became clear to me how much Last Crusade actually is basically just a sort of a skinned remake version of of Raiders. Like there are so many familiar elements and it's clearly like them returning to what worked from Raiders after the sort of uh, what you and I would perceive as a miss of Temple of Doom. Um, and, you know, that's fine. And like the movie is great, but like it, it, I used to think, oh, Last Crusade is my favorite even above Raiders. And now I no longer think that. So where do you stand on Last Crusade? Um I think as I've gotten so this was when I was younger, this was far and away my favorite. And and I think to this day, I would tell you I enjoy watching Last Crusade more than I do watching Raiders, but I can't rightfully say it's a better movie. Mm, and I think okay. and, and but like, but there there's something there is this rewatchability factor to to Last Crusade, you know, like and again, it's the the weird James Bond connection, right? Because like Sean Connery is playing Harrison Ford's dad. And again, the whole thing people like to point out, but it is insane that like I think they were only twelve years apart, uh, Harrison Ford mm-hmm. and Sean Connery. It's like, man, that's 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 you know. But I don't know. It's just it works so well for me. And I think there's the emotional beats in that movie that work very well, like at the end with his dad and some of that stuff. Like it really just like hits with me. And and I, I'm a sucker for like a like deep emotion in a movie like where like that's where i think like pixar always resonates with me and and mm-hmm. it's and i don't i think that's the only thing missing from raiders for me is there isn't that like that like like emotional gut punch or something that like i i get and and i get that in in last crusade so for me as a movie goer but like you take these two movies you take last crusade and raiders like if i'm like you know building a noah's ark of movies and like the world's about to go to shit and like whatever movies get on this arc get saved. I'm saving both of these movies. Like I'm not leaving yeah. one of them behind, <laughs> you know? So like, that's, that's sort of my, you know, like, like you just, you need them both. I don't know that you need the other ones, but like, I, I just don't know that like cinema history is the same. If you like, to me, at least if you don't take both these movies with you. Awesome. Yeah. Love that. Uh, okay. So then obviously number one is Raiders of the Lost Ark. And like, I mean, as you alluded to there, how could it not be? I mean, this is just like, uh, a perfect movie it came out in 1981. And it's like, like it's like ranking world's... the Jurassic Park movies. Every single ranking of the Jurassic Park movies, like Jurassic Park, comes in at number one, of course. But then, like, because of course it does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the same thing here. Yeah, and like the world has never been the same since this happened. And and you know, uh, similar to Jurassic Park, it just sort of seems like. And I think you you mentioned this in the the blurb that you wrote for this very article. It kind of seems like um you know every like the, the franchise is just chasing the early greatness, you know, that it experienced in the very beginning. And like Jurassic Park feels that way to me too. Um, you know, th- there are varying levels of quality of the, you know, everything that came afterwards, but it all, it all seems like it's, it's trying to, uh, to chase that dragon that they, <laughs> that they managed to uh, create that. Yeah, that first I think time the around. way that, I think the way that I viewed it, and I've talked about this a little with Jurassic Park, but particularly my other, my, my closest comparison to this is the alien franchise where, you you start out the alien franchise with alien and aliens two very debatably perfect movies and everything that comes after has to almost unfairly measure up to that and so i think that like indiana jones in a similar boat and that's where i looked at it with like dial of destiny like that movie has to sort of unfairly stack up against straight up cinematic perfection and like and i don't know that like even though it's in the same franchise that like it is fair to expect that and like and mm-hmm. but, but 
you are in a franchise with Raiders, so you must measure. This is the stick for which you will be measured by for all time if you're going to have Indiana Jones in the title of your thing. Yeah, um, yeah, for And sure. with good reason. It is it is a perfect, I, I, what is it, like an hour 50 or something? Like the runtime is perfect. Like every single element of this movie is perfect. I mean, we're talking like Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones might have the best hero intro like in cinema history, just walking out of that shadow into the light. And the movie's full of moments like that, like top to bottom perfection. And I just simply don't know what you or I could say about this movie that hasn't been said already. But it is it is arguable perfection as far as like blockbuster cinema is concerned. Yeah, 100%. Um, so yeah, just real quick, run through your list in order with me. Um, I'll, I'll give you mine. Uh, Temple of Doom, Crystal Skull, Dial of Destiny, Last Crusade, and Raiders. So what would yours be? Uh, the only thing that changes for me is the flip-flop at the bottom. So I go Crystal Skull, Temple of Doom, Dial of Destiny, um, Last Crusade, and then Raiders. But, but I, I would say that, that my, I would like to emphasize my Dial of Destiny is, is like, it's a, it's a hard three. It's like a heavy up there three. I really, big, big fan of that movie. So yeah, that, that, so you and I come down pretty close on all this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I I was going to ask you like what you want to see from this franchise going forward, Ryan, but like, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it kind of is wrapping up or has wrapped up well. Um, I just wonder if Lucasfilm is going to be able to leave well enough alone, you know? Uh, like, they I kind of feel like there's going to be something, um, and I'm kind of in the in the zone of, like, uh, my arms are crossed and my brow is furrowed at them until they prove otherwise with what they're yeah. going to do with this. Well, so. I think, because they have, like, a video game in development, which I think, like, okay, that's great. Sure, do that, or, like, do some comics or something, or, like, I don't know, um, but I, but I think God, I don't, I don't know how true it ever was. But apparently, at one point in the development, there was like it was going to be about the Fountain of Youth, and then like at the end of the movie, Harrison Ford was going to stick his head in the well, and then whatever actor they cast to take over was going to pop up, you know, and like <laughs> maybe it was going to be Chris Pratt or something, and like and like I, I don't know if that's true. I've only ever heard rumors about that, but like, but so I think that like they were clearly thinking about extent, but, but I mean, Harrison Ford has made it pretty clear. Like the franchise dies, the character dies with me. And, and I think Spielberg has, has kind of put his foot down there. And so I think at least for a while and not, not for nothing, dial of destiny did not do very well financially. So like there is that, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think at some point there's, I don't know if you're going to do it, you maybe do like young Indiana Jones adventures again or something, but I just don't know that you can reboot it or, Look, I know everyone said this, but like maybe a short round spinoff uh, or something because mm-hmm. like he's having himself a moment. So, but yeah, I think if you have to do something, you do that. Don't try to just recast Indiana Jones because I think madness that way lies. But, you know. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode. You can find the our, our full list of every Indiana Jones movie ranked at uh, SlashFilm.com. I'll link to that in the show notes. You can find much more about all the Indiana Jones films at SlashFilm. SlashFilm Daily is published every weekday, bringing the most exciting news from the world of movies and TV, as well as deeper dives into the great features you can find on the site. You can subscribe to the show on Apple, Overcast, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe to our newsletter. Send your feedback, questions, comments, concerns, and mailbag topics to us at bpearson at slashfilm.com. Make sure to leave your name and general geographic location in case we mention your email on the air. Don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple or Spotify. Tell your friends, spread the word. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next time.